If we haven't met, my name is Kurt. Uh, it's nice to meet you. I have the opportunity to uh, pastor this beautiful family um, known as Mosaic. And this is our first Sunday in this space of City Impact. Um, so, wow, the circuit breakers have stayed on. That's good. Um, never know what's going to happen your first Sunday. But I want to encourage you, if, if you're not familiar with City Impact, uh, I don't say this as a commercial. I mean it. Um, get to know them. And the best way you can get to know City Impact is you can go to cityimpact.org, and you can schedule what's called an impact tour. They're actually already scheduled. They happen at various times throughout the month. And for one hour, you can come and hear stories as they walk you through this facility of what happens in this space all throughout the week. Uh, I would encourage you, come and interact um, with a City Impact tour and just get a feel uh, for what happens here. Um, but we're really glad to be here, so thank you, City Impact, so much for allowing us uh, to worship in this space. A couple of years ago, when I moved my family here um, from New Jersey, there's certain things that you remember back from your time uh, when you were there. There's certain days that just stand out. You won't forget them. Uh, one of those days was January 15th, 2009. Uh, at that time, my family and I were living just a, a few miles from the Hudson River, and U.S. Airways Flight 1549 took off from LaGuardia Airport in New York City, and engine failure soon followed. And at 3.31 in the afternoon, I mean, this is everything's happening around New York City on a weekday at 3.30 in the afternoon. The plane was safely landed in the Hudson River with 155 persons on board. This plane was going to land it had to land, and it landed in the unlikeliest place in such an unlikely way. And I think you can understand why. It's just that's, that's something that sticks with you. You don't forget that. And perhaps this is, Mosaic, what catches our attention about this familiar Christmas story that we tell each other year after year. Here we are again to sit with the wonder and the awe of this story. God in flesh was going to land. And yet God landed in the unlikeliest of ways in an unlikely place. Anytime we talk about God, Mosaic, we, we have to talk about love. And so it's, it's by no mistake that we're talking about love because we're talking about God entering into our world. God is love. Love starts with God, and ultimately, love must have an object to land on. And so we sit in the wonder and the awe of the story because his love lands on people and invites them into rest, but also into a beautiful partnership. It's important for us to know that this Christmas story, it can't stand alone, right? Because if this Christmas story just stands alone, kind of separate from the rest of life as we know it, then we gather in a space like this, we sing a few songs, we experience some warm fuzzies, but then uh, we unwrap gifts, have a good time, you know, hold up the eggnog and cheer, um, but we kind of go on with life and nothing changes. But don't we all get a sense that things so desperately need to change in our world? Things so desperately need to change in our own lives. And we have the opportunity to be something about that. 
the Christmas story doesn't stand alone. And so God, from the beginning, Mosaic, chose to share his life with us, with humanity, with you, with I. Creation itself is an act of love. God certainly didn't need us, but out of his love, he created us. And we would live in relationship together. But of course, as the story is told, this partnership struggled from the very beginning. But God, in love, as the story continues, he continues to say yes to one man. And this one man would say yes back to God. And this man would give birth to a nation, Israel. And eventually, this nation becomes enslaved, oppressed, and needs a rescue. And God sees their oppression, God hears their cry, and God acts on their behalf. But then God invites them into another unlikeliest of places, into a wilderness. And it's in that place of wilderness where God says, hey, I'm going to provide for you, but will you trust me? Can we be in this partnership together? I'll continue to say yes to you. Will you continue to say yes to me? God invites them to live with him as their king. But these people, they want a king like all the other nations. You see, God knows what it's like to risk love too. So God gives them a king. In fact, God gives them many kings. Some are good, some are awful. And eventually, God's people, they're conquered and living under foreign rule. They're living once again back in oppression, unable to be the people of God as they're feeling called to be the people of God. So this is the story that's unfolding. But God's love and care for his people never stops. And so another king is promised, Mosaic. And ultimately, this king that's promised is a king that embodies God's love and justice. But then there's silence. In fact, hundreds of years of silence. There's waiting. There's lots and lots of waiting. Will God's love ever touch down again? Where? What will it look like? Joseph and Mary, they're they're saying yes to God. They sense that God is working. God's calling them to things, and they keep saying yes. And so Joseph and Mary live with this sense that God's love is going to touch down. They know it. But Luke's gospel, as it was read for us, Luke's gospel tells us the beginning of this account that then a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken now, what, what Luke, in writing this gospel mosaic, what he wants to tell us is there's tension building here, okay? There's tension that's building. He doesn't give us that historical detail just as a nice little fact. He's letting us know that, that kind of a, a, a battle, in a sense, is setting up. God hasn't forgot about his people. He's working through Mary and Joseph. But this decree goes out that a census should be taken. And so this young couple trying to make their way in a hostile world, saying yes to God, now has to put on their walking shoes and travel to the town where they need to go in order to be accounted in the midst of this census. I can only imagine that they would be asking the question, like you and I might ask the question, 
Can we really give our hearts to God? Can we really do this partnership with God thing? Because if this were the case, why would this happen now at this time? But again, God's love is going to land. And so, Mosaic, two things stand out about how God's love arrives. First thing I want us to know is this. Israel's new king, the embodiment of love. And eventually, the king of the world isn't born in a palatial setting. He's born among the lowest in a feeding trough. Did you get that? The love of God, God's king, not born in a palatial setting, but among the lowest in a feeding trough. And so we also need to understand the second thing, that weakness and vulnerability is where God's love touches down. Weakness and vulnerability is where God's love touches down, takes root, and moves forward. Bands of cloth lying in a manger will undress all the robes of the oppressor. So, Mosaic, here's a question for us just in the the silence of this moment. Um, Where are you experiencing oppression in your life right now? What's causing the ache? What brings about the hurt? What makes things difficult? Perhaps it's a person. Perhaps it's a system working against you. Maybe it's a system of words that plays like a tape in your head that you're just not good enough. You haven't accomplished enough. You're just not enough. Whatever it is. Maybe you feel alone. Maybe you feel isolated. And we ask the question, is God's love really with us? Is God's love with you? Is God's love with us? But it's this place of weakness, this place of vulnerability, this place of need, that is the unlikely place that God's love lands and takes root and does its work. So perhaps the question for all of us tonight, Mosaic, is simply this. Will we move into the days before us in the midst of this Christmas season and allow God's love to truly touch down in the place of weakness and vulnerability and need that you're experiencing right now? How can we do that? Here's what I would say. Um, let's make the 12 days of Christmas be all they can be, right? We've got 12 days, guys, for this Christmas celebration to have this be all that it can be. Now, here's the deal. It's quite possible that 12 days can be filled with all kinds of manic chaos. And a lot of it is great. I get it, right? A lot of it is fantastic. I know I'm going to experience, and I love some of that manic chaos of Christmas. But more than anything, this is my hope for you. That as you move through these 12 days of Christmas that will be before us, that each and every day you would allow an opportunity where you can truly embrace silence. Where you can truly embrace a moment alone. Thomas Merton, who was a... uh, Trappist monk in the 20th century. He said these words, the essence of prayer 
get this, the essence of prayer is about waiting for a word that we cannot speak to ourselves. There is a word that you need to hear and there is a word that I need to hear this Christmas season and we are unable to speak it to ourselves because it comes from a place that is completely other than you and I, Mosaic. It comes from God himself. It comes from love himself. Thomas Keating said it this way, God's first language is silence. Everything else is a poor translation. In Luke's gospel account, we read those words that Mary, she gave birth to her firstborn son and she wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. That, that word there for inn, it refers to a guest room uh, that would have been available. So perhaps Mary and Joseph were, were traveling to Bethlehem um, back to the homeland to be accounted for the census. And we don't exactly know why this guest room wasn't available for them. Maybe things were just too busy. Things were just too full. But there was no room in that place for God's love to touch down. But God's love still touched down. And here's my hope for each of us, that this Christmas season you don't miss out on an opportunity to truly allow God's love to touch down in the midst of the weakness and the vulnerability and the need that is present in your life right now. Because God's love is going to touch down. And what a tragedy it would be if it touches down in all kinds of places all around us, but not at the root of our own hearts, guys. Not at the roots of our own vulnerability. There's so much noise around us. Will we allow the wonder and the awe of this story to truly transform us? How rare it is, how rare it is to find a soul quiet enough to hear God speak. I say that in all sincerity. How rare it is to find a soul quiet enough and open enough to hear God speak. But imagine God taking an oxygen mask during this Christmas season ahead of us and saying, here, take a breath. Just take a breath. Stop talking. Erase the tape in your head and just allow silence and allow my love that's present in the silence to remind you of who you are. You are one created and loved by the one who holds all things together. Small mosaic, the reality is, is when you can live from that place, when you can truly live from that place, your life changes. And isn't it so true as we look at our world around us, how desperately we need people who can go out and say, I'm living in such a way that I'm not frantic. I'm living in such a way that even though I've got incredible weakness and vulnerability and, and need and pain in my life, it's being addressed by a word that I can't speak to myself. And I'm often reminding myself, allowing the gift of silence to be that place where God begins to do a work in my life. Mary, she, she hears from the angel that the baby's name is to be Emmanuel, God with us. And I want to just end us there for a moment. Because that name, Emmanuel, God with us, is, is so crucial for us to understand because in a day and age where the individual is celebrated, right? We, 
I get it. I love celebrating the individuality of people. But I think one of the things that we've missed in our world is this sense of like, it's not God with me. It's not God with you, but it's God with us. And so the opportunity is there for us to lean into the weakness and vulnerability and need of each and every person around us. And the reality is we're going to step out into all kinds of places, even throughout this city of ours in the coming days. And, and so number one, my hope isn't that you would not just discover the gift of God's love meeting you in silence and reminding that ultimately the base of everything is God's love holding you there, but ultimately as you step out into the world that you would see before you all kinds of weakness and vulnerability and need and that you might be a conduit to allowing God's love to touch down in that place. And that's what we're all about here at Mosaic. First and foremost, our desire is to be a place where we can receive God's grace and love so that ultimately we can go out in a way that the world so desperately needs and say, here, here's a mask, some oxygen, take a breath. How can I help? How can I allow God's love to touch down in your life? So I'm going to pray for us. After I pray, I want to invite you just to watch these screens um, up here, and a few people are going to um, just encourage us in such a way that I hope it speaks volumes to you, and I hope ultimately it sends us out, Mosaic, uh, into this Christmas season being a people who are receiving this love of God in beautiful ways but also being conduits to help it touch down in all kinds of places, unlikely places, in unlikely ways, because we're there. Would you pray with me? God, how rare it is. How rare it is to find a soul quiet and open enough to hear you speak. God, we believe here at Mosaic that you're calling us to be those people. People who are rare enough that we can create quiet spaces and say, yes, God, remind me of your love that touches down in weakness and vulnerability and need. I don't have to run from those places. In fact, I can remain in those places knowing that you are present there. That that's where the newness of everything you're going to create, it begins there. Remind us of that. And God, we pray that you would truly enable us to be people who leave from here into these coming days and have our eyes wide open in all the spaces that we find ourselves living and moving and having our being to see places of weakness and vulnerability where we can step in and allow your love to touch down. Thank you for the songs. Thank you for one another. Most of all, thank you that you are with us, that your love sustains us, and your love is moving us forward. Amen.